This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up? Everybody, Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're back for another edition of the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. Either if you're on YouTube, hello guys, or if you listen to our beautiful voices on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher. Got a little bit of house cleaning. Onside Kick is where we talk about all the NFL so news and analysis. This is where I'm doing housekeeping. Did I say house cleaning you again? Did. You did. Like I, we've had commenters, mm-hmm. we've had commenters say it's housekeeping, not it house is housekeeping. Cleaning. We're going to do some housekeeping before the podcast starts. Have a little bit more than usual. The first one, like I say every time, check out Patreon.com/backslash Most Valuable Podcast if you have not already. The big thing we're going to thank Patrick Hill for. Pledging the ten, I was thinking of the word. I'm like, oh, giving pledge, pledging ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Mark, he's going to be on a podcast next month. Yep, yep. And uh, and you can too. You can too. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Most Available Podcast. And quick shout out to to all of the five and ten mm-hmm. uh, dollar patrons. Zani, is that you guys are Jake part of um, a Q and A, so mm-hmm. you can you can do the Q and A. Send us your questions, mm-hmm. so that way you know you can get your questions answered about anything you'd like. And we're gonna post November's at the end of this month so check out patreon.com for that also the new thing we're adding to the house housekeeping here on the onside kick and mvp is if you're listening on itunes or you have itunes go rate the podcast the onside no, no, kick no. the fast break doesn't matter if you have itunes it or doesn't not. i mean well you should hopefully have itunes yeah. but like you don't have to listen but to it on you itunes can, you can do it even if you listen yes. on YouTube okay. or Stitcher or anything, I just thought, go find us on iTunes. I thought like iTunes, you had to have it on your you phone. For have, Stitcher, you got to like Android can only do Stitcher, and it doesn't have to be a, can only do, anybody can have an iTunes okay. account. I mean, anybody can do that. Uh, but go find us it's there and, times. and you know rate and review. You don't really have to write anything if mm. you don't want to. Just give us you know just five give stars. us that five stars. Uh, it, it does help for us all out, the podcasts. Here. It does help sidekick first, yeah. but then all of them. It does help us out because that way we we get a little bit more mm-hmm. in the in the search engines and stuff yep. like that. So go ahead, do that for us. Housekeeping is over, and we got a jam packed show, Mark. Today we're finally talking about a topic where mm-hmm. it has been on the shelf for I want to say three weeks. I want to say the second of the three you were off, I pitched it to Brandon. Yep. He was like, "Nah." That next week he said, "Nah" again, and then last week you were like, "Eh, I don't think I want to talk about it." We're finally. Going to talk about the, the fact Eagles. That, that the Eagles has still been an almost conversation <laughs> uh-huh. for this long is kind of a big deal. So we're going to talk about the Eagles and their chances to win the NFC East. Then we're going to look at the Atlanta Falcons, a complete flip of the coin, and what is wrong in Atlanta. Then before we make our picks, we're going to look at the Chargers. Are they the scariest team in the AFC West? And then we make our Week 8 picks for this week in the NFL. But Mark, we're looking at the Eagles first. I'm just going to ask you straight out. Carson Wentz has been doing a phenomenal job this year. He's your fantasy quarterback. Gave you what? You said 33? 33 I don't points exactly this week. How many, but he it was gave a you lot. a ton of points last night. The Eagles are 5 and 1. I will ask you straight up, will the Eagles win the NFC East this year? I I think they will. Um I'm I'm very high on the Eagles. I actually was high on the Eagles before the season mm-hmm. started. So all y'all on the uh, the bandwagon, I'm in the front of the bandwagon. <laughs> I was into this team before. Hey, um, I'm right. I'm right there. The only reason I didn't have them winning the <clears> division <throat> was because I had a certain team in your division to yeah. 
Give the little kiss of death. I'm pretty sure I had them as the second seed behind only the Green Bay Packers, who probably won't make it now. Mm -hmm. Um, So go Eagles. I know I had them as a road wild card team. That's what I had the Eagles. Uh, You know, it's been really it's been a really great season for the Eagles so far. I mean, they've been doing everything you want them to do. They're Mm -hmm. beating division opponents like the the Redskins and the Giants. Not that the Giants is much to brag about. Uh, Only only big loss here is the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are a good team, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, a really good team, so it's not and it was a joke a, to lose. It's only a touchdown loss to the Chiefs. For sure. And they're a team who is getting a lot of passing, getting a lot of running yards, uh, scoring a ton of points. You know, they're averaging about four touchdowns a game. That's a pretty big deal. You kind of look at this team, and sure, they still got to play the Cowboys a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They're going to play the Raiders later. They got to run into Mitch Trubisky's Chicago Bears. That's going to be a bad one for I, them. I think I'll, I think I'll give it to Carson Wentz in that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mitch is going to throw it four times, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, you know, they do have some some tough competition still. You know, they got some good defense like the Broncos, um, the Seahawks, things like that. Uh, but this team has shown, even though the beginning of their schedule is not as strong as it potentially could be, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at games like the Giants, games like the Cardinals, and the Panthers are a big question mark, even though they played uh, the Eagles tough. But this team is doing everything they need to do to impress. If you are sitting there, if for any reason you you at, you know, at home are doing your own power rankings and the Eagles are not your number one team right now, mm-hmm. I think there's something wrong. No, and they should be the number one in in all power rankings because they are in, I think it was Mark Slareth on um, Fox Sports today when I was uh, watching it during work. He said, I am not afraid to say that the Eagles are the best team in football right now, and I completely agree with them. And the main reason why they are the best team in football is, I know it's not all him. They've got a great offensive line, and we saw last year, with the Cowboys, especially during the regular season, what you can do with a great offensive line and not taking anything away from Dak Prescott, but there's a reason why Carson Wentz was a top two pick in the draft and why Dak Prescott's a top four. Although, like I'm saying, Giant fans don't get mad at me not taking anything away from Dak Prescott and what he did last year. Carson Wentz has been, if you don't have Carson Wentz on this team, I don't think the Eagles are in this situation. Not turning over the ball this year, that's number one, only three picks, four picks on the year, and two of those picks were against Washington in one in each game. So the Redskins account for half of those interceptions. But also in the last three games, and I get it, Arizona wasn't a big opponent. Like They didn't have Adrian Peterson then. The Carolina Panthers have been on a skid. They lost to your Chicago Bears this past weekend. As, as and, many teams will. And many the, teams will. And the Washington Redskins mm. could not beat the Philadelphia Eagles again this season. The last three games, 4-3-4 four, and four are his touchdown numbers. So it looks like as the season's going on, the wide receivers that they went out and got, they got Torrey Smith, they got Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, paying Ag- off. Like Aguilar, moving him to the slot. I had to pick him mm. up in fantasy last week. Because I'm like, holy crap, this is a guy he's that not everyone, dropping the ball. everyone was like, oh my god, he's a bust. Mm-hmm. And then this year, hey, let's move him into the slot because we got these great outside receivers. And it's been the resurgence of Nelson Aguilar yeah. on this Eagles team. Now, I want to, you know, well, I, uh, first let me say that last week I was saying, mm-hmm. and I still stand by this, that right now, Eagles are my favorite team in the NFC. Oh, of course. They're, they're in, number one right in now. In the, uh, I kind of want to say weak NFC. 
I kind of want to say weak NFC. Yeah, weak, you know, kind of kind of hit by injuries quite a bit. Um the uh so much so where I think it was um I think I so you can see this I think it was on on uh, NFL memes on Facebook mm-hmm. but it originally came from Reddit's uh all IR team. Yeah. They've already filled the roster essentially on the IR team uh <laughs> on on Reddit. Um but anyways, you know, it's been decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. But the thing I want to say about this was they're my favorite team right now. I don't know if I'm going to say that they're my favorite team at the end of the season. I still without a doubt they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um they're not going to go out there and now lose the next 9 games. Here, but uh hold on, let me get to yeah. one thing. Um the thing that I want to pump pump some brakes on, mm-hmm. you mentioned it exactly at the offensive line, how good it's been. But with Jason Peters being injured now and Jason Peters being gone for the mm-hmm. season, left tackle. Well, that's going to be huge. That's terrifying. That's going to be huge because now Lane Johnson, mm-hmm. I believe, is going to move over from right tackle to left tackle. And Lane Johnson is not a guy I want to put a lot of confidence on really? on, on the on the blind side okay. for me. I think uh, Lane Johnson put him anywhere I'm happy he's on my offensive line. He is the best player on that offensive line. I There's just, a reason why they went out and re-signed him this season and he took a pay mm-hmm. cut so yeah. they can get guys like Alshon Jeffrey. It's Jeffers. just when you when you move a guy and and I'm from Chicago. I'm used mm-hmm. to my offensive linemen <laughs> playing every single position possible. You except move a guy, Ro- except Roberto Garza. He's the center. Wow. I wish. <laughs> I wish Garza was still around. Remember Gabe uh, Karimi? Yeah, those are good days. <laughs> um, my, uh, sad. <laughs> I just think of when I have a guy who's so focused on. He's on the right side. Mm-hmm. He's going to lead a lot of times. You know, yeah. on the run. To then shift him over to the blind side, where he's going to be so focused on pass protection. Mm-hmm. It's just a scary transition, and I'm not trying to to sit here and knock on Lane Johnson or anything. I'm just saying that I'm nervous about taking someone who's doing great here mm-hmm. and moving them over there and to the complete opposite where you're doing something very different, uh, and there's not really an option to go out into free agency and grab somebody. I would, I would be worried if it wasn't Lane Johnson, only because, like I said, Lane Johnson to me, best player on this line. If there's anyone that could switch sides and do it effort, effortlessly is what I'm trying to say, it'd be Lane Johnson. Also, like you're when you say like when you're on the right side, you're pushing forward, opening up for that run game instead of pass production on the left. You don't need Lane Johnson on the right because the running back that you have in LeGarrette Blount, LeGarrette Blunt's blunt force trauma. Yep. He gonna do it all himself. Just give him the ball, and he's gonna try to plow right through that line. It's not like you have a finesse back back there, and you're like, "Ooh, we have to look pretty." No, you've got a nose runner that's just gonna pound the hole, go right at the line. So because of that, I'm not super worried about the move for Johnson from right to left. To me, it's really the the big part of it is just losing mm-hmm. losing Jason Peters is huge. I mean, he's yeah, one of the best just in general. He's one of the best left tackles. Um, in the NFL right now playing. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it's just his offensive line is doing great. Yeah. Um, and you start moving things around, and not everybody's going to be, you know, uh, a Kyle Long that can be mm-hmm. a Pro Bowl tackle and then a Pro Bowl guard the next year. You know, it, it's a difficult thing to do. So that's one reason why I say I'm just a little nervous in the future just because the offensive mm-hmm. line gets shake, shaken up a little bit. And with a guy who's being so good right now— uh, in Carson Wentz and also the running game, 
you know, that's a big hit for those two. The next thing is just simply, sure, they're going to play the 49ers. They're going to play the Bears still. They're going to play the Giants again. Well, like I was going to ask you. The rest of the season is tough. They've Well, the thing I was going to ask you, I mean, leaving the Raiders and the Seahawks, and I'll throw the Rams in there right now because it's on the road and the Rams have played ball They've this year. They've been looking good. With Sean we'll McVay. see how it holds up when it comes to December. The thing I was going to ask you is the two biggest games for me, how are you going to do against the Cowboys? And yep. the thing that's interesting is we have either three out- or two outcomes, eh, three outcomes to this question of is Zeke going to play both games? Is Zeke going to miss the first game or is Zeke going to miss the last game? Because there's a chance that he misses one of them, but there's also the chance that, like Deflategate, this suspension and this can just keeps getting kicked yeah. down the road. Yeah, it kind of seems like... If I was going to bet on it right now, and I had, and he's I had, playing the whole year. I would, yeah, I would put it on. He's playing the whole year, but you just, you just don't know. And that, of course, is a is a scary reality for mm-hmm. uh, for Cowboys uh, fans out there. To me, it's you have so many questions, you know, um, about this whole rest of the season. Is Trevor Simeon going to bounce back to be good? Mm-hmm. Because if so, he can maybe go toe-to-toe just because of that defense. Yeah. But the defense hasn't been as impressive as it has in a couple of years past. The Seahawks, they're going to play the Seahawks in December at Seattle. That is terrifying. Uh, the Rams, we'll see how they hold up. The same thing with the Raiders. But this Cowboys team, if the Cowboys can start to kind of bounce their way back, they're only two games back. They're 3-3 three and three right now, mm-hmm. which does not look anywhere near as impressive as 6-1. and one. Yeah. But at the end of this season, you know— if they're not losing very many games and they're still only two games back, mm-hmm. that's a big deal because then they are fighting to get into the playoffs and they might have to fight with a lot of teams in the NFC because mm-hmm. right now there's a lot of teams in the NFC that are going to sit in that wild card spot uh, and they're going to need that Week 17 game really badly against the Eagles. And not that a Week 17 game is going to knock out the Philadelphia Eagles. I still had this team probably at one or two. I, I think honestly. I see them probably a 13 and 3 team. 12 and 4 is honestly my worst spot for them. That's assuming they lose both games to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, and then probably the Seahawks and maybe the Raiders. Um I really don't see them losing that many games. I do think they'll probably split with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to lose the first one. I think they'll come back and they'll win the last one and probably knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Um I do think that the Seahawks will get the better of them. And then it's kind of a toss-up between how are the Rams doing and how are the Broncos doing. Which one of those teams can get uh, you know, a loss? Or do the Eagles just steamroll over both of them and become that 13-3 and team? Mm-hmm. Any of it's certainly or, possible I mean, right now. What if they, and this is hypothetical, this is me going yeah. on fly, eagle, fly, juice here. Mm-hmm. What if they just power through the rest of the season 15 and, and go 15-1? and one? Then you got to be a little bit nervous about that uh, Cam Newton juju out there of uh, the last time it happened when a team steamrolled through the season. If they go 15 and 1, mm-hmm. there's only one Super Bowl I want to see then. What's that? Chiefs Eagles. I want to see the rematch. That'd I want to nice. see Carson Wentz. Like, could well, you I would imagine love to see that? the Chiefs in, could you imagine in the playoffs. The Chiefs I mean, in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid playing his former team in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith getting to a Super Bowl, and if he wins, can shut Sean Anderson up. Because Sean Anderson thinks he's overrated. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Then you have the Carson Wentz, second year. Are you going to win the Super Bowl in your second year? Are you going to prove the people like me, right, that said you are better than Jared Goff coming out of college? 
I would love the storyline. Well, I, that going doesn't, into that that doesn't prove Bowl. anything because they're both only in their second year. But if if Carson Wentz wins the Super Bowl in his second year, it looks you're great. Tell, you're it telling looks me like that the, people wouldn't think that. Oh, they would think it because I mean, if Carson Wentz wins today and mm-hmm. Jared Goff loses today, people are going to assume yeah. he's the better quarterback. If mm-hmm. it flips, they're going to assume they, that Jared Goff's the better quarterback. That's the way it works. Um, just go to any team's subreddit and you'll see uh, the fluidity. Of uh, fans' opinions. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, things look so hot in, in Eagle Land, and an interesting topic of conversation, which was brought up by you've you've met him on Patreon. If you're uh, a patron, mm-hmm. um, Sean's cousin Ben, yeah, who in our group chat said that he believes Carson Wentz is currently the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, I think that's an interesting point because well, with Aaron Rodgers injured, with Aaron Rodgers injured, I don't have anybody to disagree year. with him with. Well, especially like we're just talking this year, right? Yeah, we're talking right now. I mean, you're saying he's the best. Well, and I don't think I would disagree with Aaron Rodgers hurt. Well, let me taking see. Aaron Rodgers out of the conversation. I can't put anybody else above him. No, I can't either because Dak and that Cowboy team have not looked like the Dak and the Cowboy right now, team they last have year. Not. They do have a stronger schedule though this year, an opposing schedule. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has not looked like the guy we saw last year. Eli Manning definitely looks like he's like, gone. I'm seeing articles about oh, should the Giants draft a quarterback? Well, in I had this draft. not too long ago. I had a little tweet uh, right before the the Chargers and Giants game mm-hmm. saying. I just got a feeling both these teams are drafting their replacements in this Here, coming draft. Here's the only thing, the only quarterback right now mm-hmm. that, and maybe this is a little bit more pedigree-wise of what he's done over his career, but also because they're at four and two. Yeah, Drew Brees. He's the only. Drew Brees is the one that I think he's have the an argument only with. Only one sure. that if you said no, Drew Brees is better, I would say, all right, they've got one more loss, but you know what? With what Drew Brees is and the skills that he has and how many yards he puts up each year, I, I wouldn't tell you you're wrong. Yeah, I think that's the best best argument. You can mm-hmm. try and say, you know, you can try and put Matt Ryan in there, but Matt Ryan hasn't had that great of a season it so ba- far. It baffles me how the Saints are four and two. Baffles well, me. Well, this how defense has decided that they want to play. Like it just it, it confuses me. I know we got tweets on. At most valuable pod that we need to apologize. I believe you're talking to me because I had this team five and eleven. I had them yeah. five and eleven. They're four and two. I had them in an eight and eight team, which I think mm-hmm. is respectable, and I think they'll be about. But the one thing and I want to say, actually, the one thing before mm-hmm. you say that, okay. with the Eagles, because I looked it up, I had them nine and seven. You had them ten and six. Both ten of us, and six. Both of us had them second in the division. So not as good. I had them second. Oh, because I, I actually you did had, believe in the Cowboys. You had the Cowboys at eleven and five, one win over. So I was off of my my, my whole second. Mm-hmm. I had the second part right, just not yeah. second in the NFC. Yeah. Um, I did like the Eagles though. Uh. And anyways, the Drew Brees conversation, I just want to point out, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, less yards, less touchdowns, same amount of interceptions, mm-hmm. lower quarterback rating. Yeah. So right now, Carson Wentz, well, yeah. And here's the thing I like about the Eagles moving forward in their competition. The one side of the ball we have not looked at yet mm-hmm. is their defense. Right now, their defense Well, they went is crazy a, in the draft well, on defense, they're, too. They're a top 12 defense right now in points scored. They're only giving up 20.9 points per game. And I look at the teams whose offenses score that much, and right now you have the top 18 offenses score. The Vikings are exactly at 20.9, which is great. For this example, yeah. But then look at the teams that they may have that they will play. The Raiders are only at twenty two point one. 
Seattle's only at 22 point. They're at 22.3. Then you have Dallas. They're actually the highest at 26.8. However, Philly is averaging 28.4 points per game. So I know this is all stat-wise, and I know people have said, well, you can't just look at the stats. But just looking at that, mm-hmm. as long as this defense can keep to 20 points, I'll even give you 27. You yeah. don't let offenses score more than 28 points. This offense will be able to do enough to win you games. And the only the only real offenses on the rest of the Eagles schedule that scare me is, of course, Dallas. Well, Dallas is because they scored, they scored the most yeah. points per game of anyone and, left. And Jared Goff has been... You know, I will not just Jared Goff, mm-hmm. but the L.A. Rams have been doing good things out there, too. And then you always had Derek Carr, which I do still believe Raiders will bounce back and have a good end of the season. You know what? Scratch that. I forgot about the Rams. They're number one at 30.3. So yeah, put the Rams and Dallas in there. The Rams might be a team that could, like, that's the game. That mm-hmm. is the game to watch for the storyline of, okay, one and two going at each other. Yeah, We saw sure. Jameis and Mariota go at it. Their rookie year. This isn't rookie year, but basically for Jared Goff, yeah, it's, it's your basically rookie Jared year. Goff's rookie year. If the uh, the pattern holds, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz will win that game because the second is beating the first. But the thing I also look at, and this is why winning the division is so important to this team. I look at the playoff kind of standings right now. Mm-hmm. If this team, to me, gets first in the NFC, I don't know if any team can beat them at home in the NFC because, like. Even the two that would be in right now, Seahawks, if you play them in Philly, I'm giving it to Philly. The Packers, I'm sorry, Brett Hundley is not going to walk into Philly and win that game. Even like the Saints, the Rams, the Vikings, who you can see later, the Vikings might give them the best shot, but I think that they could walk, not walk, but they can go to the Super Bowl if they get that number one seed and have home field throughout. Yeah, I mean— Case Keenum, just I don't think he's going to go toe-to-toe with Carson Wentz. Teddy could be back by that time. It's possible. It's possible. And if they're in the playoff uh, hunt, they'll mm-hmm. probably bring him back. Um, yeah, I mean, who would have thought at the beginning of the season, all, all the fans of mm-hmm. these teams shut up, but who would have thought <laughs> that the Philadelphia Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings, the L.A. Rams, and the New Orleans Saints would be leading Remember the how NFC. many people laughed at me when I had the Vikings at six? Well, it's a joke. Remember how many people laughed and said, ah, get out of here, you're a Viking fan, just for having mm-hmm. them sixth. Yeah, I, I know there's an Aaron Rodgers injury that plays into that. Also, funny thing, did you see the tweet from um, Adam Schefter before this Sunday's game? Mm. Brett Hundley, and this is a fun fact if you don't know, Brett Hundley is only the second quarterback oh, ever Brett. to start named Brett. I think you know who the other one is. Yeah. There was something uh, I can't remember. I think I forgot what two teams it was, mm-hmm. but it was something with the, with the Eagles or not the Eagles, the the Falcons playing somebody. It might have been the Bucks. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it was just listing all the players with the name of Matt, and they all <laughs> had jersey numbers ten and under. Really? Um, and there were no other Matts on either team, which I thought was funny. Was it I the don't Dolphins? Who it was. Don't remember because they have Matt Moore. Don't remember who it was. Well, because I don't, I don't know if the Falcons have played the Bucks. I know they've played they the They will Dolphins. at some point. Yeah, they will. Sure. They'll play them twice. I don't remember who the other team was, but any, it was fun. Any final thoughts you have on the Eagles before we move into the team you just mentioned, the Falcons? Yeah, I think it's just really that the Eagles are uh, they're on an absolute tear, and Carson Wentz is saying, 
I am, you know, because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Tom Brady's someday going to fall off that cliff. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning just did. Philip Rivers is not going to be uh, around too much longer either. He's saying, yeah, y'all can shut up about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'm the future of the NFL. I'm the future. Is that, is That's that what, what this saying? season's about. And the last thing that I wanted to bring up is who would have thunk two years ago? Mm-hmm. Think back to two years ago. Yep. Who was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? Good old Chip Kelly. High-flying Chip Kelly and how they were doing and why he was fired. How many people thought two years ago they're going to draft the future quarterback? They're going to bring in Doug Peterson, who I believe he came from Kansas City. So that would add into that Mm storyline if they made it to the Super Bowl. I think he came from Kansas City. I could be wrong, and he could have just been moved up in the Eagles organization but who would have thought they'd be where they're at right now two years ago when it was this team sucks, Chip Kelly's horrible, get them the hell out of here. Who would have thought? That's all I'm saying. This is where you guys come in, though. Let us know down below. What do you guys think? Will the Eagles win the NFC? How far will are the NFC East? How far will they go in the playoffs? Because I'll be honest, I don't think they're going to Minnesota Viking it last year. I don't think they're just going to forget how to play football and lose mm-hmm. a ton of games, or I would hope not this part of the season. But you guys let us know what you think about anything we talked about with the Eagles. But, Mark, let's move on into those Atlanta Falcons that we were talking about at the end of the last segment that we had. And basically with this one, I just want to ask you a simple question. This is yep. an Atlanta Falcon team rushed out of the gate, beating the Bears, beating the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, and beating the Lions, basically beating the NFC North minus my Vikings. They're own three in their last three. Couldn't beat the Bills. Couldn't beat the Dolphins. Obviously, we know they can't beat the Patriots. They're own two in their last two attempts at the Patriots. Sorry for the little stab there, Falcon fans. So this team beats the NFC North, loses to the NFC East. What's wrong with the Falcons, Mark? Tell me what yeah. is wrong with this Falcon team. Here's the here's the big thing that I, I kind of see when I'm looking at the Falcons. One mm-hmm. is that... You know, the defense has been all right. The offense has been all right as well. Nothing's really that wrong. You know, you, mm-hmm. when you start to look at the teams, they're getting enough rushing yards, they're getting enough passing yards. A big thing that I see, a big glaring issue, and I don't want to put everything on, on Matt Ryan here because I, I think that's unfair. Well, he's not super Saiyan this year. Yeah, but the the big issue that I see, only against Detroit has he scored more than one touchdown. He's mm-hmm. only thrown... One touchdown a game. And the the big thing about the uh, Atlanta Falcons last year was they could put up more points than you. Mm-hmm. That's really what it was. They didn't care if you could put up points because they can put up more. He's thrown seven touchdowns in six games, six interceptions in six games. Now, to be fair, all of those interceptions came against Detroit and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of one in Miami. You're telling me Eddie Jackson didn't have any week one? <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, he he wasn't ready to go yet. Uh, but, you know, it's just this kind of he's not getting it done. Mm-hmm. And the running game is not as effective as, as it, it was, was last, last year. Thank you. I was that was the one thing like mm-hmm. after I emailed you the topics, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up a little research on the Falcons. And I was looking at the numbers for um, for Deonta Freeman. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, his numbers aren't like through six games last year. They're not that far off. Maybe he has like a few less yards, 100 less yards 
this year, but like touchdowns, yards, he's fairly similar. But it just seems like this year they're not running the ball with that same explosiveness that they had last year. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. offense as a whole that they're not like they they're not as explosive offensively overall as they were a year ago. Sure, and I mean, and Tevin Coleman, of course, too, last year having you mm-hmm. know over five hundred yards certainly is uh, is a help as well. You know, but. You have a guy in Freeman who's getting over a thousand yards, but a big thing too mm-hmm. is eleven touchdowns. He's had five touchdowns so far this season. Um, Tevin Coleman, who last year had eight, only mm-hmm. has one touchdown so far, and we're not far from halfway through well, the season. And I mean that is indicative of the team as a whole because right now they are sixteenth in points scored with twenty one point three on the average through what mm-hmm. six games for them because they've had their bye yeah to me when i look at this falcons team it's not necessarily that there's any big thing wrong and i think that if anybody's going to sit there and tell you they know exactly mm-hmm. what is wrong with the falcons they're lying to you you can't sit here and look at this team that's doing well um and who had beaten the lions and the packers two teams that at the time were playoff caliber teams because the Packers still had Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. um, and lost to teams like the Dolphins and the Bills and almost lost to the Chicago Bears but didn't. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here and pinpoint exactly what is wrong with this team right now. It's just on paper they shouldn't be in as bad of a spot as they really are. And you look at these games and that Dolphins game, they lost by three. They lost by a touchdown to the Bills. You know, the Patriots game is that really the only game that they were just pump, completely out of it. pump the brakes, though, because the thing about that Dolphin game, that, yeah, they only lost by three, but you were up 20 to nothing in that game. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the whole, like, oh, you only lost by three, or sorry, 17 yeah, nothing. 17. I looked at the um, Dolphin number. You were up 17 to nothing in that game. And you let Jay Cutler come back. I'm sorry. Hey, I, the guy can. I had faith. In, wait, wait, wait. The I guy had is a comeback machine. I had Jay Cutler. Is mm-hmm. I had faith in him. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I had them as a playoff team. So I want to throw that out there. Jay Cutler is one of the most but talented know, comeback machines in the I, NFL. But we know what we like. Yeah. Jay's the kind of guy. We know what when he you is. Believe a in comeback him, machine. When you believe in him, he lets you down. But sure. when you don't believe and in who him, who believed in him when it was a 17 to nothing losing spot for the Dolphins? He's a comeback I'm, machine. I'm just saying, like, there's I don't no think you like can completely that, not the Falcons. that Atlanta team mm-hmm. should have. They should have. Jake yeah. Cutler. They should have won that game. Oh, of course. Also, you got to look at this. The Bears game for sure. They almost if lost Mitch that game. Trubisky's in that. I, I'm t- I'm saying it. If Mitch Trubisky starts that game, mm-hmm. the Bears win. The Bears win. They well, came they had down, that. It came down on to one goal. catch. Yeah, one catch that I mean, you can blame Glennon. You can blame the receiver for not catching it. Atlanta should have lost that game. You look at the Packer game as well. That one was probably the they, one they took that, that was one over. out of reach, but that's yeah. that that had a little bit of emotion behind it. And then you look at the Lion game of it was 17-13, the what the closest that the Lions got. It was actually tied at the end of the third, 23-23, and then basically the Falcons score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and the Lions get a field goal, and then there was no scoring for the last, what, 11-40 of that game. So, I mean, that was another game to where if maybe the Lions and Matt Stafford do a few things different, 
I'll give the Bear game for sure should have been a loss. The Lions mm-hmm. game could have been. This team is so close to only being a one-win team. I know they're not. I know the yeah. shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, but... I think that's a big part of it is just the fact that they're not scoring like mm-hmm. they did. You know, uh... And you want to know why they're not scoring like they did? I'm putting it. I'm not putting blame, and this isn't me saying like this is what's wrong with the Falcons. But it's when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. You're not scoring as many points, huh? We didn't really change much on offense. Oh wait, we have a new offensive coordinator, yep. which is Sarkeesian. And I know Sarkeesian came in. He said it ain't broke. I'm not gonna fix it. But there's one problem, Sark. You're not Kyle Shanahan. You can't just step into something that is someone else's. And say I'm going to do it because I yeah. just I feel like with Sark there's not and uh, Peter King on Cowherd said it perfectly on Monday there's just no coaching going on with Sark mm-hmm. like there was last year with Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan and you just kind of look at this uh, at, you know at the stats from last year for Matt Ryan mm-hmm. and. 38 touchdowns is an anomaly in his career. Mm-hmm. He has only one other time gotten above 30. That was in 2012. And if we all remember, 2012 was a great year for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people thought they could have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so without a doubt, that's that's a good comparison there. But 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's thrown six interceptions this year. Through six games. So he's averaging an interception a game. Um, I think... Yeah, yeah, they they have played, played seven six games. games. They had a bye week five. Yeah, um, so it's just one of these, you know, it's just it's not clicking right now. And I don't hold think the phone. Gonna, I don't think it's going to get hold better. Hold the phone here, Ricky. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. That's a weird thing for me to say, and it uh-huh. felt weird when it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but do we go ahead and say the Super Bowls in their heads? Yes. I mean, I think is so. that as simple as it is? That you they want, just aren't over it. You want to know why I think that? And yet again, I am referencing Peter King when he was on Cowherd on Monday because he said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. There was a play from this past Sunday night game where it was like fourth and something. I think it was like fourth and fourth short. Fourth and seven? Yeah, no, it was fourth and like really short or maybe the fourth and seven. Where At the very beginning that of the was game it. they had. That was it, the seven. fourth and seven. And Peter King's like, punt the ball. Just punt it. But after the game, Dan Quinn said, we are an aggressive team. This is how we play. And like like he said, you're playing right into Belichick's hands. If you're going to mm. be like that, you're playing right into it. You have to make better coaching. you got to co- get it. Yeah. Well, you got to make better coaching decisions of, hey, if it's fourth and seven, let's punt the ball, live to see another down. Not, hey, go for it. I what actually, if we don't get it? I actually liked that call. See, I, did. I didn't. I did because it's early in the game. You're trying to keep Brady off the field. If it works, it's smart. But if it doesn't work, you gave Brady phenomenal field field position. You did. You did. And that's kind of, unfortunately, that's a risk you got to take and sometimes. That's why, and I am gonna have no problem with that risk. And that's why with Tom, like, because Tom Brady's on the other side, I am not going to give him phenomenal field position. I am going to trust my defense that early in the game. That's why, like, when Peter King said it, I'm like, you, you, to me, it's just Tom. You read my mind. To me, it's something like that. I, I think Tom Brady scores like nobody's business. Yeah, then why give him phenomenal field position? Because he's going to score anyway, so let me get ahead of him is my thought. I see, and I'm on the other side, where especially against the Patriots. But mm-hmm. I do, going back to what you said, the Super Bowl might be in their head. And the, the, the interesting thing is, though, 
They started off 3-0, and and I know that Bear game. The Bear game, like I said, probably should have been the Bears. If the Bears weren't the Bears week one, they probably could have won that game. they had any receivers with hands. And it's funny how they mm-hmm. play the Packers, come out like gangbusters, and be like, yeah, we're going to beat you like we beat you last year. But then it's like you play the Patriots, and it's like you forget how to score. Only seven uh-huh. points against the Patriots, and this Patriot defense is worse than it was last year. I feel like this team kind of doesn't know who they are mm-hmm. in a way so right no now. no identity? Um, and it's not even complete that they don't have an identity. It's that they're not who they were last year, mm-hmm. and then they start to doubt themselves and start to ask questions and start to be concerned mm-hmm. for themselves. You know, it's just this very— uh, Team that feels lost in a way. You win three, then you lose three, and two of those games you would have thought, looking at the schedule, were easier games to win. You know it's really funny, too? If they lose this week, mm-hmm. they'll be 0-4 against the AFC East. That'd be fun. Because they're going to be in New York to play the Jets. And, you know, you look at the schedule, and they got to play the Jets, and they got to play the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Both those are away games, but teams that, you know, have a lot of question marks. However, after that... I mean, I'm sorry. From week 11 to week 16, you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who twice. I will say that that's probably the on the easy scale of these. I'm pushing those to the easy side only because it's not like a walkthrough, but it's the mm-hmm. easiest out of the rest of the opponents. But they're the divisional Saint, games. The Saints this year have played a lot better, so they're not exactly what I thought they would be in the preseason. But then you've got the Vikings. Yeah, you get them at home. But then you have Seattle on the road and Dallas. Yeah, it's at home, but we don't know what Dallas team is going to show up. The one that mm-hmm. played against Green Bay or the one that played against the lowly 49ers. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there's always the Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. conversation there. And, and well, will he be What's there? that going to be? Yeah, so it's just this huge question mark right now for Atlanta. And, unfortunately, it looks like, you know, there's a good chance they can miss the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Well, they're um, out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, and, and a good chance they don't bounce back because the back half of the schedule is the hard half. Mm-hmm. They really needed to go and win at least six of these first seven games, um, possibly losing, being able to lose to the Packers or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I said, the back half is so difficult right there that it's not going to get any easier. The good thing for the Falcons, Saints are 4-2, four 4-3 and two, four and three Carolina. Then they're three and three, and then the mm-hmm. two and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are right in the thick of this division. This division is anybody's game. Well, for right now, they're in the thick of well, it. Well, of course, we're talking about right now. I mean, the thing that the only thing that scares me about this week mm-hmm. is you've lost three straight. You've lost the teams that you should have beaten, and the Jets. I mean, Jet fans continually. Let me hear how wrong I am. Mm-hmm. But the Jets have played a lot better than everyone thought they sure. would. Of course, I had them 0-16. Yeah, I don't know but, why you did that. But everyone, like, it wasn't like everyone was far in front of me. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that's important to look at, too, is is when you look at just the, the two numbers that honestly matter more than anything else, mm-hmm. points for and points against. They are right in the thick of it in almost all of that with one exception. When it comes to points against— mm-hmm. New Orleans has given up 133, 139 to Carolina, 132 for Atlanta. They're in better shape than those other two teams that are mm-hmm. ahead of them. Points for New Orleans is the exception. They're at 171. But 131 for Carolina and then 128 for Atlanta. They are right in the thick of it. That represents this division of everybody is right there. Mm-hmm. And that's just boiling it down to two really simple numbers, which I know you can't just boil it down to two really simple numbers, but... I think that it's worth saying that 
Their defenses are pretty on par, and the offenses are pretty on par. And they got to play Matt Stafford. They got to play Aaron Rodgers. They got to play Tom Brady. That is difficult. Of course they're giving up a lot of points because they're playing three of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, and the thing that, I mean, it's not that they won't play more good ones, but still. Of course we've got to see what happens. But the thing, though, that with the Saints, Mm -hmm. which I think will be the biggest component to them. Oh, right now, yeah, the Saints, this is their division Because they're at the top. And I just, I feel like with the struggles of Matt Ryan in this offense, Mm -hmm. that even if the Falcons do find a way to score more than 21 points, I think Drew Brees will score more. Like, you look at the game, like, with the Saints so far this year, you get blown out by the Vikings in Minnesota, you get blown out by the Patriots in Week 2. Then ever since, you blow out Carolina 34-13, you win 20 to nothing in Miami, you win a shootout against Matthew Stafford where you score 52 points in that game at home. That was in the Superdome, though. And then you score 26 against Green Bay. Like, this is an offense right now in their last four that is, it feels like they're really feeling it with their lowest points scored against Miami on the road in Miami. And, I mean, you look at what they have coming up. Chicago, I think they, like, depend. Chicago's an interesting team. I thought they would lose this last week after beating the Ravens. But I feel like they can put up points against Chicago. I think they can put up points against Tampa Bay. Buffalo's a question for me. Washington's a question, although look at what Carson Wentz was able to do. The Rams' defense is a question, but then after that, really the only one that you look at is Atlanta. And if through before Week 13, if the Saints can win the majority of those games, I think this is the part of the schedule Mm -hmm. where if the Falcons aren't on and lose some, the Saints pull away. Yeah, I definitely think that the Saints kind of are in control right Mm -hmm. now. Um, the like thing you said, it's theirs to lose. Yeah, the thing that's really interesting, I think, at least most interesting for, for me when I look into Matt Ryan is just the fact that really this is a pretty average Matt Ryan season. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year's season was phenomenal. But he typically is going to throw you, you know, anywhere between 14, 17 interceptions a year. Mm-hmm. So nearly an interception a game. Right now he's on pace for an interception a game. Uh, and the touchdowns is anywhere in the 20s. You know, take your pick, really. And he's not far from being on pace for that. He's a little under pace right now, um, but he's not far from being on pace with what he usually will get. Same thing with his yardage. I think he probably would be a little ahead of... uh, He's really right around, you know, 4,500 typically. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's having a very average year. Is really what it's coming well, down to, but with the the run game not dominating and mm-hmm. not being a number one running uh, running attack in the NFL, with the team not just scoring the amount of points they were scoring before, that really is what's causing the uh, the step back. And I definitely think that Sarkeesian, mm-hmm. you know, he almost needed to take a little bit more ownership. Or the flip side is. Can the Falcons, they can't do this, but can mm-hmm. the Falcons be so bold as to say something is wrong in the offense, get rid of this guy, let's get somebody else in here? And this is where I was going to, you said earlier mm-hmm. that I, I'm going to mess up. And I admit up, that's extreme. I'm going to mess up how you phrased it, but mm-hmm. roll with me here. You said if anyone thinks they know what is wrong with this team, yep. they don't They're know. They're lying. I am going to say on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
I do know what's wrong with this team. You're lying. You know what it is? Hmm. Kyle Shanahan's not there. Like, you even look at it. He was there for two years. The first year, Dan Quinn coming in, he mm-hmm. was also coming in. That 8-8 eight and eight year, I'm look at, looking at that as Dan Quinn was establishing his culture. Kyle Shanahan was establishing his offense. Also, I mean, you got to look at this. Kyle Shanahan was coming off of being with the, I think it was with Washington before he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Or no, he was with the Browns for that year in between. Washington. Yeah. So he was coming off of the Browns. So I'm looking at that, and this is part of a joke, this next part of he actually got to work with a real quarterback after working with the Browns and being like, whoa, there's nothing really to work with here. Mm-hmm. Then you look at that next year after the culture is set, but more importantly after Kyle Shanahan had set Matt Ryan up in this offense, and yes, adding Coleman was a big fuse to that. I feel like he was like having that offense set was huge, and you can't this year just go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to take my take the keys to this yeah. and give it to you because it's not me running. I don't necessarily think it's that simple, but um, I do think it's worth noting in 2015 with mm-hmm. uh, with Shanahan coming in that that was actually the second fewest touchdowns Matt Ryan had ever thrown in that year. Do you think um, that might have become a year, new? Could that be because of a new offensive system and possible. a new head coach coming in at the same time? It's possible. Uh, but his rookie year is the only year where he had less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of his highest. It actually was his second highest interceptions ever thrown uh, and like his third lowest quarterback rating. But that's not mm-hmm. as impressive of a number because it's just quarterback rating. Yeah. Um, so now it's all about. Oh, yeah, it is all about QBR. People love the QBR nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, that first coming in is not the most impressive thing. It really, to me, is just the ownership of Matt Ryan not turning the ball over and throwing mm-hmm. a shit ton of touchdowns. And there's a lot of benefits to that, of uh, benefits such as the run game being so dominant that people were terrified of it last year, mm-hmm. uh, which just opens things up for Matt Ryan, gives him a shit ton of time to throw the ball, allows him to find Julio Jones, which is a big deal, uh, finds Sanu, only, which is a big deal. only touchdown from last week. Uh and you know, there's a few, there's quite a few things I think that just aren't working. It's not that this team is bad. It is not that anything is exactly wrong. It's mm-hmm. just that this team is not functioning as well as they did before. And I guess when you really break it down, the team is just a slightly above average team, apparently, because when they're playing at this kind of baseline level, mm-hmm. it's three and three. You know, it's just not at this absolute dominate the NFL expert level mm-hmm. that we got last year. Well, and I do, the, this is a question that I want to turn on to you guys. Not only what do you think is wrong with the Falcons, but it was a question that Mark asked earlier in the segment of, do you think the Super Bowl is still in the Falcons' heads? Because I'm still thinking about it. Part of me wants to say yes. But then part of me is like, but they won their first three games. If you thought it was in their head, don't you think that they would have started off with but losses? But it could still be in your head once you start to I mean, lose, I mean, and then you just can't get it back. Let's be honest. They should have lost that Bear game. I'm going to say that until I'm I mean, the they face. won the first half of the Super Bowl. True. So why can't they win the first half of the season? I True. Don't know what's been played so far. I'm surprised that, you know what the Patriots should have done? They should have scored twenty. No, no, points. no, no, no. They should have saved that whole Mark Wahlberg thing. Mm-hmm. Don't do that against the Chiefs. Do it this past Sunday against the Falcons, where you have the score up. It on was the already tape. tacky as hell. They didn't need to do it now. <laughs> Could you imagine if they did it against the Falcons? Like, hey, remember that? 
They would have instantly became the tackiest team ever. But if they came out and beat them 23, no, they just came out and beat them 23 to 7 and didn't let them score until late in the game. But you guys let us know what you think down below. What's wrong with the Falcons? Also, like I said, is the Super Bowl loss still in the Falcons' heads? But Mark, moving on, our final topic before we get to our picks. And I'll be honest, some people might look at this one, especially on YouTube, and go, really? Really? You're asking this question? You're going to talk Mm -hmm. about it? But this is a team that has been hot for the last three weeks of the season, beating the Giants. I know that's not that impressive. Beating the Oakland Raiders by one point, and then also shutting out the Broncos this past weekend at home. I'll ask you this. I'm just going to be straight up like I always am. Are the Chargers the scariest team in the AFC West? No, they're not. And it's really (laughs) that simple. You can turn the video off now if you'd like. That is fine. Um, Please if, don't. Please don't. We're going to elaborate. The uh, they're, they're not. It's, it's really that simple to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, they have an awesome passing a game. They have a terrible running game. Uh, they don't score that many points. And fortunately for them, their defense is fucking on the You know, they're on the game right now with mm-hmm. uh, not allowing teams to score on them. Uh, now, I'm part of that, of course. You know, you get a shutout against the the Broncos. That's certainly going to help. But their defense has been really impressive so 27 far. 27 is the high, or pardon me, it's 26 is the highest points their defense has allowed so far this year. Here's why I'm going to tell you that they are not the scariest team in mm-hmm. the AFC West because Kansas City is in this div- is in this division, <laughs> and that team is a Super Bowl contending team, mm-hmm. if not a Super Bowl winning team. Okay, right now they are uh, with. Maybe the exception of, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles, who we already mm-hmm. talked about. They are currently the most complete team in the NFL. Um, that team is terrifying to go against. The other team that is scarier than the Los Angeles Chargers, and you all know that I like my Los Angeles Chargers. I have high mm-hmm. hopes for them every year. Do you like year. the Los Angeles Chargers or the San Diego Chargers? I, I really like the San Diego Chargers <laughs> is what it is. I'm a, I'm a little not on this whole uh, uh-huh. L.A. thing. But – the Oakland well, Raiders Carson City thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. The Oakland Raiders to me are a scarier team and here's mm-hmm. why. Cuz the Oakland Raiders are a better team than they're performing. And they have not been performing up to that potential and it scares me because when I think about the Oakland Raiders I'm like, well, are they going to be able to bounce back? And I assume that yes, they will be able to bounce back mm-hmm. when you think about they got to play the Bills, they're going to play the Dolphins, and some are they're going to play the Giants. Some are saying this past week is the Oakland Raiders reannouncing themselves, saying, That's "Hey, we're said. here. Yeah. We're back." And part of the, you know, they had of course a little bit of an injury concern mm-hmm. for for uh for Derek Carr, but this is about the Chargers, so I'll move back to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. But the Oakland Raiders scare me more than the than the Chargers do. To me, I just think of, you know, they had a tough go of things and they played good teams. They played the Broncos when the Broncos were good. They played the Chiefs, who, like I said, are the best team in the AFC. They played the Eagles, who are the best team in the NFC. So they ha- these losses are not unsurprising losses. Fortunately, they beat a Giants team that is a joke. They beat uh, the Raiders who, like I said, they're going to be coming back, but they just squeaked by them with one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Broncos win is impressive to me, although Trevor Simeon looked like, you know, dog shit. Trevor Simeon is showing what I've been telling Bronco fans what he is, but no one wanted to believe me. You're just me. upset because he's from Northwest. No one wanted like to believe me, but I guess I guess we'll no, see. No, Trevor Simeon's a giant question mark. And Brock the Cock, Cockadoodle Doo, will be back in Denver one day. 
He I is back in it. Denver. Um, <laughs> back back well, in his rightful spot as the starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, I haven't been keeping up with him. I don't know if he's still there or not. Uh, but he was there. John Elway brought him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to play. The Chargers are about to play the Patriots. They're going to play a really difficult defense in the Jaguars. Um, they're going to play the Cowboys. They got up. Fortunately, they get to play the Browns. Uh, but they're going to go against the Redskins, which maybe will be back. They got to play the Chiefs again and mm-hmm. the Raiders again. And I don't know. Jet fans keep saying that their team is good. See, I don't buy it, but here, they do. Here's the thing, though. And this is. I'm going to be on the other side of this, mm-hmm. where out of, like, and with this discussion, I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm picking them up, and I'm putting them in their own sandbox. They are completely in their own sandbox because they're they're the best team in the AFC. But yeah. really, to me, with this question of who's the scariest, it comes down to the Chargers or the Raiders. And I am saying that the Chargers are the scariest team, because think of this. They are three scores in three games. One score in the Denver game, one score in the Philadelphia game, one score in the Miami game. From being not just three and four, but from being six and one on the season. The same record (coughs) as the Philadelphia Eagles. And the thing that I look at is the Patriots this weekend. This is giving away my pick, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. I expect the Patriots to win because of a senior Tom Brady. Don't know if you've heard of him. However... Jacksonville, I think, well, really, it's an even week. So, I mean, if we're going off of how Jacksonville plays, they'll play well that week. So they might win that game. Yeah. However, that Jacksonville game, the Chargers can play close. I would even say Buffalo and Dallas, because think about this. The only team Mm -hmm. to really have the number of the Chargers this year is the Kansas City Chiefs. Like the sure. Eagles, that's a game where I know the Broncos and the Dolphins don't really wet your whistle and get it for you, but the Eagles, that's a team we just talked about. They are 6-1. and one. They're going to win the NFC, only won by two points against the Chargers. And mm-hmm. that was at home for the Chargers. That was, yeah. the, But that was the game, I believe, where Phillip Rivers was like, come on, it was like playing a road game. Now, to be fair, because you said that they were only a possession mm-hmm. away from winning games, in their two of their three wins, they were they one were touchdown away, away but, from losing. And that's the thing. This is that is who the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego Chargers. Yeah. That is who the LA Chargers are. Well, they are in that's the same are. boat as the Oakland Raiders. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at four and against. 137 for 131 against for for LA. Mm-hmm. For Oakland, 155 for 156 against. These teams are in the same boat. Here's the one thing that worries me about the Raiders, though. Mm -hmm. This past week, impressive win. Don't want to take anything away. I wish I would have started Amari Cooper, even though I won 83-33 to over Dave in our fantasy league, throwing it out there. Thanks for starting Deshaun Watson, buddy. Did he really only only threw? Yeah. Only got 33 points. Well, he started Deshaun Watson. Who was on the bye. Yeah, but 33 points. I mean, that's like each guy scored four. Yeah, he only got 33. I scored 83. And I had Amari Cooper with 33 on my bed. Amari Cooper mm-hmm. alone tied Dave in points. That's Amari sad. Cooper alone with 33. But, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Getting back to what I was saying is the win was impressive. I expected KC yeah. to win the game. However, the thing that I think will bite the Oakland Raiders in the butt this year is their run game. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch, so far, if he turns it on and becomes beast mode, I stand corrected. But as of right now, 
They don't seem to know yeah. how to use him. Well, he had I like believe 20 he's, rushing yards I believe in the last he's game. got a... Well, he didn't even lead the team in rushing. Washington yeah, I know did well, with 33. He had like 20. Well, so that's embarrassing. I believe he's suspended for the next game against the Buffalo Bills, so he's not going to play that one. But then it's like this whole season, you don't really know what you're going to get from Marshawn. Like the most rushing yards he's had in the game is week one when he had 76. I just... And me and Brandon talked about exactly they're misusing him and stuff like that. But, I mean, the thing with the Raiders compared to the Chargers is the run game. Like, Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers, I would say at their best, Carr might be a little better, but at their best, quality starting quarterbacks could win games for both teams. However, I like the run game for the Chargers because defensively, I'll take either or. Because, like you said, the Chargers— their defense has been doing good. 26 is the most points they've allowed this year. And the two times they've allowed 24 and 26, well, three times. Denver, which I don't know how they did it, but the other two, KC and the Eagles, which are good quarterbacks, good offenses, yeah. and you got a lot of weapons on both of those teams. I just don't think that Derek Carr is going to be able to do what he did last week every single game. With how this run game's been for the Raiders, he's going to have to throw 400 yards mm-hmm. and four touchdowns, three touchdowns in order to win for this team because they don't have the run game yeah. that they had last Although year with Latavius Murray. Yeah, but it's kind of Oakland Raiders kind of football to just throw the ball 50, I, 60 I times get that, a game. But they don't have—last year was perfect because yeah. you had big play Murray to supplement that. You don't mm. have that this year. Where the Chargers— they do have Melvin Gordon that I am more confident in than anything the Raiders have. Yeah, but the, the L.A. Chargers running game is one of the worst running attacks in the NFL. I mean, when you're just looking at the fact mm-hmm. that they're putting up, like, not even 80 rushing yards a game, only one team is worse than they are in the running game. Now, here's the thing that I want to say, and I, I've been a little down on the Chargers right now, but that's mm-hmm. just because Ricky's so pro on the Chargers, well, I'm and just I feel saying, like i got to go against you I'm just you saying, a bit. out of the two, out of the Raiders yeah. and the Chargers, I'm more scared. Like, if I'm going up against mm-hmm. either of those teams, I'd be a little bit more scared right now sure. of the Chargers than the Raiders. But obviously, the the correct answer to the question of who's the scariest team is, mm-hmm. is the Chiefs. I mean, well, yeah. that takes it away. I'm putting them in their own sandbox. Sure, team. but it, the answer is the Chiefs. Uh, the the thing here is when I look at this schedule, mm-hmm. to me the Chargers are a 500 team. They're gonna lose to the Patriots. They can beat the Jaguars. They can beat the Bills, the Cowboys. It all depends on Zeke, but it's at Jerry World. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna beat the Browns, obviously. Redskins toss up. Chiefs, they're gonna lose that. Jets, Jets fans keep telling me their team is good. Uh, and then the Oakland Raiders can go either way. To me, this team is any you know is an 800 team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can get that nine and seven, but really, it's just kind of a they're not winning the division. You look at the teams that are currently in front of them in the playoffs. You know, um, they're currently at the number 12 spot right now, but a lot of things are gonna change. Obviously, we're right in the middle of the season. Currently, the Jets are higher. The Ravens are higher. I think those two are jokes. Um, just for, I don't think they're going to be there at the end of the season. Uh, Texans, I think the Texans can be up there. The Denver Broncos are probably going to fall off. Jaguars, I have no idea what's going on with the Jaguars. Uh, Miami Dolphins, hey, Matt Moore. Matt Moore was a change. Things mm-hmm. might look good with Matt Moore and, uh, and Adam Gase. Buffalo Bills have been pretty impressive so far. 
Y'all know I like the Tennessee Titans, the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. So I don't just I just don't see the Chargers squeaking in with an eight and eight, maybe a nine and seven. They can do it, but I'm just not gonna bite on it. And to me, if the team is not even gonna make the playoffs, they're not scary. Well, and here's the thing I wanna this is me going towards the Raider side of it. And when you look at schedules, yes, the Chargers have a tough schedule, especially in their next three, because isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's Patriots, Jaguars with a buy in between, but then it's the Bills after yeah. the Jaguars. The thing for the Raiders is you've got at Buffalo without Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. and Buffalo is Buffalo's seven. Been looking good. Top 10 rushing defense. They only give up 84 points. So you don't per need game. Marshawn Lynch, anyways. You're not going to have a running game. However,. You just limit, like, the, there is a game, the fucking, the Redskins and the mm. Broncos in week three and week four showed you how to beat the Raiders. Limit the passing attack, because they're not mm-hmm. going to do anything on the ground. Last year, it was like, okay, limit Derek Carr, oh wait, but Latavius Murray can break off a big play. They don't have that this year. They don't sure. have that big play even with from the, the run Even game. with the Raiders not, I've, I'm past the Raiders conversation, mm-hmm. even with the Raiders not being good. The Raiders can lose every game from here on out. The Chargers still aren't going to make the playoffs. See, and that's where they're still an eight and eight team. And that's why, for me, I'm I'm not saying that the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, but I look at the Chargers as that not the scariest is being. But what's I can scary see, about a team that's I not can, even going to make the playoffs? I can see them upsetting almost. Almost any team on any given Sunday the rest of this year. Almost. I can't, no. With the only exceptions probably being at KC, at New England, at Dallas. I mean, the they, re- the they rest beat of it, two divisional opponents, and they always play the division tough. That's mm-hmm. how this works. And they beat the Giants, one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're my 31st ranked team in my personal power ranking. See, and this is where, this is where mm-hmm. you and I are looking at it differently, where I feel like you're seeing a L— Mm-hmm. And just saying, well, you lost the game. Where I'm looking at, like, especially that Eagle game, I'm looking at it, you lost by two. Sure. But you could have very easily won that game. I know there's the opposite side of, well, you just beat the Raiders, just beat the Giants, you could have easily lost that game. Yep. The sake of this argument is just that is what you're going to get from the Chargers. I would yeah. hate to be a Charger fan because I would know, except for this upcoming week against the Patriots, great. It's mm-hmm. going to be a heart pounder. We're going to come down to the yep. final whistle, and I don't know if and we're going to win or lose. Remember Charger history. December, January does not mm-hmm. go well for Charger fans. So, you know, I mean, they got the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Browns will win one game this season. Well, I would say the Browns and maybe the Jets. I mean, yeah, they can get those wins, but like mm-hmm. I said, the Browns, they got to win a game at some point. They're not the Detroit Lions. Um, but What if they are, though? I they, mean, do, they do could you, be. Do you think one of their quarterbacks is going to win a game? Someone has to. Well, no, a quarterback by committee, let's be fair. The quarterback <laughs> what, by committee will win a game at some point. One of their quarterbacks are going to win a game. Um, and it's just like this. Yeah, it's just this weird thing. It, it reminds me of the, the Cleveland situation of like mm-hmm. when you get that random college team that doesn't have a quarterback in any way, shape, or form, so they just switch off every drive, mm-hmm. and you're just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> just stop it. Don't even play. Alabama did that about a year or two ago. LSU, when it, was it wasn't Bla- that long ago that was, they did it, too, it was right? Blake, they did it last year. Yeah. Um, it was Danny Etling and someone else, but two years ago it was Blake Sims and 
I don't think it was Jalen Hurts. By the end of the year, it was mm-hmm. Coker, I think. It was Coker mm-hmm. and Sims. By the end of the year, when they won the national championship, it was just Jay Coker. Yeah, that's just— Blake Sims was nowhere to be found. Yeah, the two-quarterback thing never really works mm-hmm. out. Uh, but, I no, I just I just kind of look at it, and I, maybe it's me being a Chargers supporter for so mm-hmm. long back in the San Diego you've days. Had, the you've had the days, heartbreak. That I, I'm used to this team— underperforming and letting us down. Just pulling the carpet out and from under you. I think when one of these wins is against the Giants and the other two wins are against divisional opponents, mm-hmm. now I'm not taking anything away from the Broncos win. That is an extremely impressive win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, I don't know, I don't see them being able to be much more than an 8-18. and Well, and that's why we're going to turn the conversation on to you guys. Let us know what you guys think. Are the Chargers the scariest team in the AFC West. Also, I want to throw out a bonus question. If you had to pick one or the other, who do you think, who would you pick to be the better team moving forward, the Chargers or the Raiders? Because we kind of had that discussion within here. Let us know what you guys think, though, down below in the comments section. But, Mark, we're going to move on and end the podcast like we always do. And I did not make this joke in the primetime podcast this week, but mm-hmm. for YouTube, hello. This is the first time you're seeing us. You're seeing the end. Before you see the beginning, I didn't say yep. I didn't make that joke during the primetime podcast. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, you've been trucking right on through, and you're going to end the podcast with our picks. Let's get right into it. Interesting week last week. Yeah, this week we even have a more interesting one. The Thursday night game probably won't watch it because I, this matchup doesn't interest me. Let's be honest, I probably will. I got nothing going on on Thursday. We got the Dolphins four and two. We got the Ravens three and four. Who you got? Ravens a three point favorite. I'm going with Matt Moore and the Miami Dolphins. I believe in it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that— And David Fales is a backup. Yeah, Don't David Fales is there, too. I think that more uh, Ajay and Gase can mm-hmm. really get some stuff done, and that's really going to help my fantasy not the, team. Not the quarterback. <laughs> no, I believe Just in him. Just the running back and the coach. <laughs> I, I No, I think I'm throwing Matt Moore in there, too. He'll be able to dink and dunk, mm-hmm. but I think this is really going to do wonders for my fantasy team. Yeah, I am going to go with mm-hmm. the Dolphins as well, only because the Ravens do not bode confidence for me. No. Plus, you lost to the Bears, so 0-16 the rest well, of the way. I mean, everybody, everybody at this point is going to start after, losing to the after Bears. After you lose to the Bears, it's like, great, we lost to the rookie. Let's— lose every other game after that. But no, I just like the yep. Dolphins in this one, even without Jay Cutler. Good stuff coming up here. I like it. The next one. And yep. last week, because it wasn't an 830 game, mm-hmm. I didn't look at where it was. So people for the Arizona-LA game were like, how did these bums not know it's in London? Because it was a, tw- it was a noon start. Because who fucking cares if it's in London? It was London. a noon start. It, well, because uh-huh. I, well, it was because I referenced, oh, if this was at home, they would have won, but because they're on the road in L.A., that's the only reason. But who cares that a game's in London? But this one is in London. It's an 8.30 start here mm-hmm. in Chicago. We got the winless Browns, my 5-2 and two Vikings. And I'm saying this. I told you before we yeah. recorded. This is my lock of the week. If there's any game in uh-huh. our Survivor League, you're putting them down. If you haven't picked the Vikings, pick them this week. No way they lose 9.5 point favorites going with the Vikes. All right, and you said lock of the week. Therefore, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns really? to win this game. Yeah, why the hell not? Okay. It's in London. Why not? Crazy <laughs> shit can happen. Quarterback by committee will somehow win this game like, okay. you know, 12 to 9. Against that Viking defense? 12 to 9. That Mitch Trubisky couldn't even beat? Well, Mitch Trubisky was uh, first game. You got to give him a oh, chance. Oh, got to give him a little, a little. I mean, he threw the ball too many times. If he'd only threw the ball seven times, the Bears okay. would have won. 
So it's that eighth time that really screwed don't, him up. Don't start throwing it too much. The next game, mm-hmm. we've got the Raiders at three and four, the Bills at four and two, Buffalo two and a half point favorites. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to ride with the Oakland Raiders on this one. I'm going with the the belief that they are back. Um, it's going to be a very tough win for them because they are at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be tough. But I, I definitely think that this team needs to continue making the statement from last week and say, we are back. We are going to win games now. We're taking this division. Yeah, I am going to go with the Bills. I think this will be the second time they win back-to-back games. Mainly the reason why I'm taking the Bills, no Marshawn Lynch. Didn't matter if there was Marshawn Lynch. The Bills are a top-10 rushing defense. And all they have to do is limit Derek Carr, make him not throw 400 yards in this game. I think they do that. They stifle the running game. LaShawn McCoy gets a couple touchdowns. Bills win this game. Then we've got an interesting one. We've got the 2-4 and four Bengals. Joe Mixon saying that he wants more carries. His coach and Marvin Lewis says that he needs to mature, which I look at Marvin Lewis and go, what did you expect? Yeah. What did and you also, expect from Joe Mixon? He's going to mature in your locker yeah, room? Like, what did you expect? That he needed to mature? Because mm-hmm. that's all we were saying in the offseason. They're going up against the NAIA team, the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. The Bengals are 10-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, you got to roll with the Bengals. I mean, you can't trust the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, like I said, the NAIA, yeah. Indianapolis Colts. I, I, I don't like I don't like either one of these teams to win much, but mm-hmm. uh when they got to face each other, you got to pick one. Well, and then we're going to move right on the Chargers who we talked about 3 and 4. Yep. Do they go in the Gillette and beat the Patriots? The Patriots are only seven and a half point favorites. What are you seeing in your yeah, crystal ball? Only seven and a half. Uh, <laughs> no biggie. Uh, well, I say only seven and a half because I expect them to win mm-hmm. by like twenty one. I I think that the New England Patriots are going to win this game. I mean, they're mm-hmm. riding high, uh, beating the Atlanta Falcons, well, winning their again. second Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> beating them again. Uh, they're going to ride that one high. I think mm-hmm. LA is going to play pretty tough. For uh, for New England, they're going to surprise and impress some people, despite what I was kind of getting down on is them this, for. Is this going to be a Goskowski uh, last second kick to get Ricky no, some fantasy I, points? I don't think it's going to be that because they don't want Ricky to win <laughs> anything in fantasy. But uh, no, I, I definitely think that this is probably a one possession game. And then we'll move on. We've got the Bears with who Mark's calling the goat, Mitch the goat. Trubisky, the Trubisket, yeah. three and four on a two game win streak, I believe. Yep. Going up against the Saints in the Superdome. Saints are nine-point favorites, and I got to ride with him, Mark. I think that the Saints mm-hmm. team ends the win streak for Trubisky, and the Bears get the loss. Well, this is an interesting matchup because you have a great passing game in New Orleans mm-hmm. against a overperforming uh, defensive backfield Yeah, how in many Chicago. touchdowns does Eddie Jackson get this game? Uh, Does he get two like he did last uh, week? Maybe he'll up it and get three this time. Okay. Uh, But, you know, first player in history to get a 75 and then Uh a 76. Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. Um, uh, Although, it's funny how online Mm -hmm. and uh, on the internet and Twitter and stuff like that, everyone's like, yeah, I told you Eddie Jackson was going to be great. (laughs) No, you didn't. Just because he's from Alabama didn't mean that everybody thought Uh he was going to be amazing. Although the injury really is, you know, Mm -hmm. a big fact. But anyways, um, you know, you have a great defensive line. Mm-hmm. In in uh, in New Orleans, that's going to go up against a great running game in Chicago. So this is like the you know the uh, unmovable wall, well, the not, unstoppable, not just a great force. running game, but also a great running quarterback. You see that? Yeah, I know his knee was down, but you see you see that dive from Trubisky. The man reaching, knows what he's doing. Reaching for the pylon. If it wasn't for he Ju- always gets one of those. If of it things. wasn't for Julius Jardinier Peppers just mm-hmm. touching him, he would have got a touchdown. So I think that. 
this is an interesting matchup. I gotta pick the Chicago Bears because Mitch is in the game, and I believe in Mitch. Uh, he only needs to throw it seven times, and they can still win. But uh, it's gonna be interesting. I, I definitely think that Chicago is gonna have a tough time if they win this game. But uh, I'm gonna believe. What about the next one? Falcons in New York to play the Jets. Atlanta's only a five point favorite. Who you got? I'm gonna finally do it. New York Jets no! fans, I'm going to pick no, your team. Are you going to do it too? We're both doing it. I'm picking the Jets. I'm doing it first. New York no! Jets teams like me more than you no! like Ricky. Y'all, y'all oh. hate Ricky because he said you were going to be 0-16. I believe can in I, the New York Jets for this one. You can, can pick I the be, Falcons. Can I be completely honest? Pick a tie? The only reason I'm picking the Jets uh-huh. is because I want the Falcons to go 0-4 against the AFC East. I mean, in it's consecutive definitely possible. games, like they play AFC East for four straight games, and they would go. I four. feel like they either are super embarrassed right now, and they use that as fuel to the fire, and they go out and destroy or, the Jets. Or Josh McCown lights them up. Or the flip side is that they're <laughs> like, "God, we suck this year. What is wrong? And we're playing the oh, and then they just get destroyed. And then we've got the next game, which this is just a bye week for the Eagles. Yeah, picking the, the Eagles. The winless 49ers going up against the 12.5-point favorite Philadelphia Eagles, 7-1. Picking the Eagles. 7-1. and one. Yep. Eagles get the win. Then we've got an NFC South showdown. We've got 4-3 and three Panthers kind of struggling a little bit. They are a 2.5-point underdog to the Buccaneers. 2-4 and four. Buccaneers haven't been as great either this year. Who do you got, Panthers or Bucks? I claw up. You know I claw up. Uh, really, to me, I mean, these are both two teams that are mm-hmm. surprisingly not where you they thought they be. would be. Yeah, yeah and, and what you thought. Um, you know, Cam Newton really is not, I don't know, he's just this big mystery of one week he looks mm-hmm. awesome, the next week he doesn't. And I think it just really comes down to the fact that he is not playing at 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge Huge issue for him. Fortunately for Carolina, Jameis Winston throws interceptions. You can capitalize on that. If this defense plays where they should be, they should be able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plus, you know, guys like Mike Evans and and Deshaun Jackson are not doing what they were brought here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of hurt Tampa Bay a little bit, picking the Panthers. I am going to go on the other side. I'm going to take the Bucs. They're at home. Plus, this Panther team has kind of been on a little bit of a slip. And I don't think they regain their footing this week against the Buccaneers. Then to me, this is one of the more interesting games this week. The first of the mid-afternoon games. Which are all great this week. The Texans going up against the Seahawks in Seattle. Seattle five and a half point favorites. Do you Mm -hmm. think the Texans pull off the upset? No, I think it's fair to have Seattle as the favorite in this one. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle mostly because it's at home. Uh, I like a lot of things that are going on in Houston. There's no doubt about that. But really, to me, it's just kind of the going with the experience of a Seattle team. And remember, this game, it's not quite November, but mm-hmm. we're almost to Seattle Seahawks season where they really start to turn where it on and win games. they start to actually play football games. Yeah. They're like, oh, don't let the that's Gi- how it works. Don't let the Giants score first on you and get me worried because you're down 7 nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's, at home, <laughs> it's bound to happen eventually, right? And they're, we're we're kind of joking here, but they're on a three game win streak. Oh, they are. Um, well, and the last time they played at home was two, three weeks ago when they scored forty six against the Colts. Yeah, I get it, NAIA team, but still forty six at home. Yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> let, let's not get too crazy here, but no, it's definitely good. I mean, they're not letting teams score points. The defense is on point. Um, and one of those games was against the number one scoring mm-hmm. offense, which is the L.A. Rams. Texans, which know how to score points like nobody's business mm-hmm. here. Uh, they're going to do better, but Seattle, I'm taking a win. Now, I might be hedging my bet here, but first off, we have there's no rookie quarterback that has won a start in Seattle since Andy Dalton in Week 11. The stats of rookie quarterbacks in Seattle from 2012, they're 0-4. 16.5 points per game, 58 completion percentage, 179 yards, six touchdowns, four INTs, 42 total QBR. With that being said, Deshaun Watson walks into Seattle and wins this football game. Like, this is a guy who, first off, hasn't turned over the ball a lot. The most interceptions he's had, two when he played the Patriots. Ever since, he's had one against the Browns, Titans, and Jaguars. Against KC, where I thought he'd throw more, he's had five touchdowns, no INTs. I think Deshaun Jackson goes in there. We see a shootout between him and Wilson, and Watson gets the W when we get towards the end of it, going with the upset for the Texans. Then the next mid-afternoon game of three, like you said, another good one, three and three Cowboys, three and three Redskins, Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites. However, Mm. the big thing is, yeah, everyone's all over the Cowboys after their win against the 49ers. However, the Redskins know how to stop the run this year. They've done it before. Can they contain Zeke? I think they can contain him, but I still think Zeke's going to do good things. Well, I mean, you're hoping he's on he's your gonna, He's going to get me a lot of points in fantasy. Is that a little bias um, there, him, Mark? Ajay, you know, <laughs> maybe Mike Evans gets a couple toddies. Okay. You know, who knows? This is going to be a good week for my team. No, not uh, to Sh- not to Sean Jackson. Let's not help Ricky out. Yeah, no. Nah, not do shit. <laughs> but Carson not Wentz. Not Chris you know, Thompson. All this good stuff. It's going to be great. Carson Wentz is going to throw for six toddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that right now with Dallas um, – Zeke is back again. I think he has to make the most of his like uh, third life here from the suspension and just really drive it home. Just call it now, the uh, the Deflate Gate treatment, right? The Tom Brady treatment. Now, what this team really is going to need is a strong defensive showing to uh, you know limit Cousins mm-hmm. and a great performance from Dak. No mistakes, just kind of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to for for the Cowboys is don't let Kirk Cousins because the guy can sling it. Um, so I think that the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to pick them to win. I'm going to go with the Redskins. I think they bounce back from their loss against the Eagles. I'm going to say Kirk Cousins turns it on this game. This will be a game at home where Cousins goes, you know what? I'm going to come back, be Kirk Cousins of old. I think Zeke, yes, gets into the end zone once, but doesn't have a game like he had against the lowly 49ers. And we're back to asking the question about the Cowboys is, oh my God, did we pump them up too much? After beating the 49ers. Then to end the... Actually, no, it's a Sunday night game. We only have two mid-afternoon games this week? Don't have many options, but they're good. What? Two good games. Sunday night game, though. Steelers-Lions. Steelers are a three-point favorite. Who you got? Here's the thing that I like about this this matchup. I mean, 
You got a team in Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, not Matt, Matt Ryan, Matt, Stafford. Matt Stafford's Lions that score a ton of points. Matty Stafford. Their running game is not necessarily the most impressive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Stafford, he's always impressive. But the Pittsburgh Steelers do not let teams score on them. And that's really what this is going to come down to, is this defense going to be able to put the stop on Stafford. You know, they have three different games where they have given up less than 10 points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe in the 5-2 and two Pittsburgh Steelers, even though the Detroit Lions really need a win against a challenging opponent. They really need that so that way they can kind of say, hey, Lions, I'm sorry, hey, Vikings, we're still here. You know, they beat you guys once, mm-hmm. but their other two wins so, are against the Cardinals and the Giants. So you're taking the Lions? No, I'm picking the Steelers. Okay. I'm saying that the Lions need it, Yeah, but I just like this Pittsburgh defense. And although people should say, Ricky, you're a Vikings fan, pick the Steelers, I'm going with the Lions. And the reason being is the only road games, the only road games that the Steelers have won, week one against the Browns, they were going up against a rookie quarterback. A rookie, and that was a game you should have lost. If, uh, what's his name, Kendall Wright, I think it was, hangs on to a football in that game, the Browns win that game. They only lost 21-18. Then you play the Ravens. I'm sorry, I don't believe in Joe Flacco. Like, Joe Flacco is not worth the money that he was paid when he used to be the highest paid quarterback. And then you play the Chiefs. Like I said, every team has that one team that they can't beat. The Patriots have the Giants. The Chiefs have the Steelers. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at that one. The only other road game, and this was their only loss, they lost to Glennon, Mike Glennon, and the Bears. Not even Trubisky. You lost to Glennon on the road. Matthew Stafford, one of the better quarterbacks that they're going to play so far this season, with Alex Smith probably being the other one. However, like I said, Chiefs just can't. They get the yips against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Matthew Stafford at home, Big Ben struggles in this one. He doesn't play well on the road. I think that Matthew Stafford lights up the Steelers on Sunday night football to get the W, and I think four touchdowns for Matthew Stafford is what we'll see. And then the last game we've got— It's a lot to say against a team that only lets up 16 points a game. The last one we have, Broncos at 3-3, Chiefs at 5-6— Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. Is this the game that the Broncos play the divisional opponent tough and get back on track? No, because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know that they've lost two games now and they're on a Should bit of a won. slide. They could have won last week easily. Yeah. They only lost by one. But this team is still scoring uh, more points than almost anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, second highest scoring offense. You know, they're sharing that honor. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, this is a team that, sure, they're letting up more points than they like, but the defense is still looking good. Mm-hmm. They know how to run it. They know how to throw it. Alex Smith is looking damn impressive all the time, every game. He just wants to shut Sean up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's just going to continue to do it. Denver Broncos' team has not been as good as they should be. The defense is not as good as it should be this year. Um, although not bad. It's just not not where it should be. And Kansas City is going to take advantage of that, especially when they're at home. They're going to defend Arrowhead just fine. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs only because Alex Smith greater than Trevor Simeon. It's just it's as simple as that. Trevor Simeon has not been what Denver fans have been trying to tell me. And I'm like, no, 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 just wait. You'll see what quarterback you have but at, starting under center. Yeah. And unless the at de- least he's not Paxton Lynch. Unless the defense shows up and plays phenomenally, 
I think that the Arrowhead crowd gives the Chiefs defense enough to stop him and Alex Smith enough to win the game. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below who do you guys got in some of these big games. Where were we right? Where are we going to be wrong? And also, little housekeeping at the end, too. Check out patreon.com backslash most available podcast. Thank you again to Patrick Hill, our newest $10 pledger who will be on a podcast next month in November, along with Jake Neverman, who's also on that tier. Go check that out. And also, don't forget, go on YouTube, go on not YouTube, go on iTunes, iTunes and rate the podcast, The Onside Kick. Give us a five star rating. And then rate all the other podcasts we hear at Mo- that we have here at Mosevale Podcast. I'm forgetting to speak English, so I should probably just end this thing. Whether you're on YouTube, thank you guys for watching the picks. We'll have our other segments out just as well. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio, thank you guys for sticking all the way through. It's a treat to talk to you guys. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.